Crypto Weekly, episode 27. Here, we observe the crypto degenerate. <laughs> Easily spotted by their penchant for meme triangles and insatiable appetite for shitposting. <laughs> While markets plummet, it's feeding time for these hungry brutes. <laughs> it's such <laughs> it's hungry, it's br- hungry brutes. That is really good. My dad's been on at me, and apparently last week was far too somber. So this week, positivity is the name of the game. Last week's market dip and subsequent Crypto Weekly mood was not acceptable. The sun is still shining, feel the breeze on your face, and know that crypto is still here to stay. Hell yeah, can! Yeah! Yeah! The technology is sound, and all will be well when this bear (laughs) finally hibernates. This week in the news... BitMEX maintenance pumps Bitcoin. Foul player foot. Sportball, aka football, aka soccer, could be bringing the bull run. Find out how exclusively on this week's Crypto Weekly. Why another ETF is obviously getting delayed, and why it will for some reason shock the rest of the crypto community. Mm, all this and more on this week's Crypto Weekly, your one-stop shop for your weekly news and views in the crypto community space. My name is Crypto Ken. I'm here with a panel. We have on the sound, on the beats, Dr. P Money. Howdy. How you doing, mate? I'm doing all right. Oi, oi! That, yeah. <laughs> that, I think you need know to introduce next. Yeah, that, that shrill voice there <laughs> was, <laughs> wow, oh, um, Lcoin. Yeah, there we go. This is Jack in my intro. Are you fucking shitting me, mate? <laughs> Some Woo. Oh my God, Phil Mitchell's long lost niece. We have the Geordie oh. Prince with us. Hello. How you doing, mate? Very well, thanks, Ken. Serious as always, I like it. Always ready to do business with always. your shirt and tie, mate. Always ready to do business. Very professional. Puts mm. us all to shame. I get dirty looks in our hipster studio all the time, and I, and I love it. <laughs> Bitcoin Buble. Hi, how are you doing? How, how are you doing, my good, friend? Good. I'm glad to hear it. You got your socks on. You're looking very comfy. Ready for an episode talking about the greatest technology known to date that is blockchain. Oh yeah, that's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Beak. Mr. Hi, you can. Mr. Beak. How have you been this week? Uh, yeah, this is probably the worst day of the week now. Why? So we've got Alcoin jacking my swag. <laughs> we've got no one gives a sh. That's what I mean. Like, I've had enough of this already. Let's just move on. Let's get this over with. There we go. As always, if you enjoy the show and random words being shouted out by a Cockney girl, you can head on over to patreon.com slash crypto weekly and maybe throw us a few bones. We are going to start from next week. Instead of giving out places in Beatcord, we are going to have a sweet merch range which we're going to give away to members of the $50 tier or more every single week and from now on 10 minute phone call with Alcoin if you and also that yeah. the queen of anal <laughs> if you enjoy that can be your penance yeah. you've got to chat to some boy for 10 minutes on the phone oh easy how much zero for you <laughs> we we take the money I'm doing it for you yeah yes yeah. for the love of crypto yes. Yes. no it's for the community yeah, yeah. Yes. for the underlying technology. Helping mass adoption. No one will want to talk to you for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, from now on, if you sign up to the $50 tier, once I sort it out, once I pull my finger from deep within my rectum and actually do some work for the Crypto Weekly team, then it's going to be, if you sign up for the $50 tier or, or more, you're going to get a sweet little t-shirt coming at you and every single week. You're going to get the possibility of receiving a brand new one with a different design. Can I get a t-shirt coming at me, Ken? Of course you can, mate. Sick. We'll all get them, probably. We're, we're all that. members of the show. Robot's got some work to do, mate. Robot from next week will be back. Mm. If you didn't already realise, <laughs> it won't be here this week. But we need to move on. We need to get some content in your ear holes. It's time for the news. Bitmex have gone into a maintenance period, haven't they? They did do last night. Yeah. And what happened to the price of Bitcoin, fellas? It pumped like a motherfucker can. Yes, it did. What does this tell us? 
What's going on? Are people reading into this too much? Or are people able to short with increased amount of leverage on BitMEX to push the price of Bitcoin artificially low? Yeah, none of those things. <laughs> but no one, so BitMEX has apparently 40% of all trading volume and probably a lot more than that in shorting volume of Bitcoin. So when they went offline, people think that maybe the bulls pumped it, hit all the stop losses for shorts because okay. no one could manage them because uh, BitMEX is offline. And that pumped the price like 7% in like an hour or something. That's pretty comfy. But as with everything, we don't really know what happened. But it certainly looks like manipulation, Kenneth. So you're saying that, as always, the waters are murky in the crypto lake. Yeah. But the fact that one exchange going offline for a few hours can change the price so dramatically. Can change the course of history. <laughs> dun, dun. Yeah, it's probably not going to be good for the SEC looking at tomorrow's ETF or just uh, generally for regulation in crypto. It's another bad sign as far as the normies are concerned. As far as as far as friendly stockbrokers in bars are concerned. Yeah, exactly. He'll be he'll never hear about that because he only gets the news off the BBC. But he will be livid if he hears about it. Mm. Oh, but- the BBC will be they'll be mentioning that. I guarantee it. But the fact that one exchange can change the price, isn't that a reason to have it more regulated and more mainstream? Yeah, but so these um, investment vehicles are basically people betting on the price of the coin, though. And if the underlying price of the asset can be manipulated by a few actors, then the American regulators are going to be much less up for it, you know? Despite the rampant manipulation in all the other... Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Like oil, markets. for instance. Oil, yeah. diamonds. Yeah, I mean, it's the same for all of it, but, but you know, they haven't got a load of money in it yet. Yeah. What, but, what is the normal strategy for maintenance when things like things can execute when, it's, when you can't do anything about it? Like, if I thought, actually, no, do you know what? I'm, my situation has now changed and I want to change my stop losses, but I can't because they're in maintenance. Is that... A void of their contract or like what I don't think BitMEX no give a fuck about it. Yeah. But that's why they say that's part of the argument that people are making that um people pumping the price because people couldn't change their stop loss orders, so they were triggering their stops. Yeah. And that's what caused it to pump. Because the shorts only apparently decreased by like ten percent or something. So only like ten percent of people closed and before maintenance yeah. um happened. So you say BitMEX don't give a fuck, but this happened to eToro as well. They do the same thing. Yeah, they just they say, you're they not going to be able to change it during these periods. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't really give a fuck either, though, did they? It's not like they don't have an op. Say if eToro went down from in an unplanned scenario, they're un- I guarantee they're under absolutely no obligation to honor your stop losses yeah. or keep you keep your position in the green or anything like that. Quite the opposite. They, ha- they, they have everything they need in their T's and C's to ensure that they're the ones kept in the green uh, throughout any force majeure type scenario. So I'd be absolutely shocked if it wasn't the same at BitMEX. In fact, there's even less chance that it's going to be like yeah, that. Yeah, BitMEX aren't regulated In a less, less regulated exchange. So. so my understanding of shorts is that you can lose potentially infinite amounts of money. Yep. Are these are the people that have got these shorts open? Are they in that situation, or they'll just have to buy back when the market opens again? No, you get liquidated at a certain point. They okay. just empty your account and they say you're done. You've had it. Right. Potentially, I also feel like you would be on the hook if they yeah if be they on the failed hook on to the do that. If for some reason they were pre- they were prevented, they were unable to liquidate your position. I don't even think they guarantee that they will liquidate your position. Is so it- potentially, you could have come back to a position that is like beyond your wildest dream south of where you want it like beyond beyond the value of your account beyond the value of all your profit positions beyond all the rest of it which is what we we have seen that in for instance retail forex trading when the swiss national bank took the took their current unpegged their currency against the euro and then everyone's stop losses just this just blew through everyone's stop losses and literally people lost like you know you heard about people that had like 6k on the website and ended up with liabilities of like 75,000 people that like lost their houses and shit yeah stuff like that good luck getting your house off some fella's uh bitcoin wallet though true true there we go bitcoin saving the day again (laughs) 
does it work the same as Kraken? So you have to put up a certain amount of collateral yeah. on Bitmap. Okay, yeah. and it will burn through your collateral, essentially. Yeah. That's, right. So that's like really similar to posting margin, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in order for me to open a short at, say, $100, I have to have $200, let's say, in my account. To well, it depends on the leverage you, you okay. use. But so yeah, you have to have something in your account and you can multiply that by the amount of leverage yeah. and that's how much you can trade with. But obviously, the less in your, you have in your account or the higher leverage you have, the quicker you get busted. Okay. Yeah, so shorting is a risky game. Yeah, it certainly is. But so is going long with huge leverage. Like They offer like 100x leverage on BitMEX. That's insane. Yeah, so yeah. you can have a 1,000 on there and you could take a 100k position. But if it goes against you, you get liquidated really quickly. Yeah, but right. theoretically, you could run it up huge. Okay. Yeah. One thing I was thinking about this, though, <clears throat> how much do you reckon... So we're saying, like, oh, this kind of proves that crypto's a bit janky or whatever because the price changed after one exchange went down. Is janky a technical term? <laughs> yeah, I said janky, actually. <laughs> uh, what would... How much do you think the price of, let's say, the S&P 500 would change if... Um, the New York Stock Exchange just went absolutely flatline without anyone expecting it. I think it, may, it may, might not lose 7% in an hour, but it'd probably lose a lot. So I don't necessarily think that this proves that crypto is in any way worse than traditional markets. Having said that, I guess this was a planned, um, like it went, it went offline on a planned basis. So I mean, that is that just reflects more on the peop the kind of people that take shorts on crypto than anything else though might be. I think they did say that they got DDoS trying to bring it back up there. Did they? Yeah, apparently. Oh, Whether well. that's true or not, I don't know. Yeah. That's people, pretty cool. People, people claim DDoS in a lot of things. Yeah. Though. Just shitty architecture, isn't it, mate? Yeah, tell me about <laughs> it. <laughs> Absolute post take. We've already touched on it. Uh so I think it's a nice nice thing to move on to, which is the ETF decision. Yeah, so there's an ETF decision tomorrow, tomorrow yes. on so, ProShares ETF. So it will actually already probably have been made by the time you hear this episode, unless you're a $10 a month Patreon subscriber, in which case you get the episode earlier than the rest of everyone. Bargain. Yeah, and you get the raw uncut version, so you can hear more shrill shriek from Elcoin. Double bargain. <laughs> I don't appreciate this. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Right, neither do I, listeners. Hey. <laughs> So. You're augmenting. Another dynamic. <sighs> the ETF Double that we were talking about. <laughs> uh, that's by ProShares, I believe. And no one really expects it to... It's almost certainly not going to get approved. It's almost certainly going to get um, denied or postponed. But somehow people think that the market hasn't priced it in, Ken. That does, I don't understand that. Because we've all seen that these ETF decisions are getting delayed as much as possible. And this is a trash one. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's almost no chance, and everyone thinks there's no chance of it happening, but people are still opening shorts because when the ETF gets delayed, it's going to crash. So it'll be great to see the uh, the shorters get wrecked some more. Like, if it gets... Uh, Let's get it passed. Let's have it passed. That's yeah. the thing. I think they there's almost no downside. Bottomed. I think if it gets... Delayed or postponed, there should only be a very small downside. Yeah. And if some freak occurrence happened and it passes, so many shorts are going to get stopped out. Mm. It'd be great. I mean, it's never going to happen, but it'd be great. Yeah. Take that, bears, you shits. Mm. Isn't well, it the one, well, the one golden rule, though, that all news is already in the market? Well, in crypto, in, it in isn't, mature, In yeah. mature markets, people say that, yeah. Although I, I'm still pretty sceptical of that claim, but in mature markets, generally speaking... There are there are way more people with eyes on the market and the way more sophisticated yeah. investors are supposedly and they Same have I'm dumb. <laughs> Mate, you're a man who owns a solar ETF. <laughs> That's the last word I would use to describe you. Canada's finest is how I describe you often, mate. Um so yeah, that's what they claim, but obviously crypto's nowhere near as mature as the traditional financial markets. No one's got the like uh, resources to invest in researching all those kind of things the vast majority of the people vast majority of the people in this space are pretty clueless let's be honest so I believe is, that it's priced in Prince I believe in this, this time the crypto market won't 
totally balls it off. <laughs> okay, in the, yeah, I could I'm, see if you were I'm saying... I'm praying. <laughs> I'm praying that this is the one. If if you were saying this particular incident is priced yeah. in, then yeah, I could agree oh, with yeah, you. Oh yeah, most of them are no one. You're right, but generally but speaking... But this one, come on, Prince. They've got it? to have priced it. Please, no, tell no, me they've no, priced it No, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to go long on the off on the off chance it gets, um, it gets passed. Just because I don't think there's, like you say, there's hardly any downside. Let me tell you another way it could um, increase in price. If it doesn't get passed and the price doesn't move and everyone closes out their record-breaking number of shorts, yeah. that'll be huge buy pressure. Yep. Uh, well, could be a tasty little long. Yeah, there's other scenarios as well. Like, what if... Um, so there was like one dissenting voice in the last ETF yeah. decision. So what if it was like... So supposedly financial markets are supposed to pay attention to like how close these calls are. For instance, in interest rate decisions, people scour over the um, like the minutes of the committees that decide whether they're going to raise interest rates. And, and literally like one or two words, one or two sentences can change market sentiment about like future expectations. So if there's like if there's a couple of these people uh, have strongly dissenting opinions, for instance, but it's still not passed. Or it's a close, it's a close fail. That's that'd probably be enough to pump the price from where it is. So, lots of upside there, mate. So what you've what you're saying is that you've given me a classic TA shill of <laughs> could go up, but on the same vein, could go down. Not really, Ken, because I've said never it say that. can't go down. Surely, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I just so I've you're got calling a, along. I'm calling it going up. I've I'm just going to put my faith in the crypto <laughs> for once. Can they can't sell Bitcoin if this shit ETF? I just don't believe they can do it. Yeah. I think they're too high IQ for that. You yeah. really think they're too but high I think, IQ? I think to be too low IQ, I think to be low enough IQ to sell this, they'd have to be like some real slugs on the ground. So have to be like crypto. some real, uh, I mean, bottom tier animals. But what if your mate in the bar ac- actually bought some after you talked to him? He's the sort of person that might sell. Yeah, he's a slug on the ground. But yeah. I didn't think he'd buy it because he'd be like, well, nothing, nothing to crypto, is there? It's all nonsense. <laughs> Good it's all on just him. intangible things, mate. Yeah. Can't touch any of this software. <laughs> <laughs> Great point, Ken. Yeah, Alan Sugar said famously to Bill Gates. <laughs> Did you never hear that story? No. Oh, well, yeah, Alan Sugar was offered the opportunity to invest in Microsoft as, like, a seed investor. Yeah. And he turned it down. Because wow. he said, can't, I can't touch it. Because famously he made, uh, he started Adam's, what the fuck? Are you mental, Boobley? It's not me. Oh. <laughs> Alcoin <laughs> ruined our podcast. <laughs> That's not funny. It's awful. <laughs> I got a right bollocking for that. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So, Alan Sugar set up Amstrad computers. Did he? That's, that yeah. was what I was going to say. He's balls deep in Amstrad. Yeah, so how can he not be up for software? Because that was hardware, mate. Yeah, you could touch, touch that. that. Type on that. Hard hard but what? So you're, his plan was to you're, make you're, loads you're, of hardware, but not get involved in software. Yeah, well, this was in the early days when you didn't really understand what an operating system Leavers was. Didn't, shit. didn't need it. Right? <laughs> you just, you just to, thought they ran on Steam or something. Yeah, you just had some DOS on the uh, wow, as the software or whatever. But yeah, he famously he turned Bill Gates away. So I can't touch your product. Direct. What is it? Well, that has no value, mate. Oh, that's not sugar. Do you reckon he wakes up in a cold sweat some nights and he's like, I mean, he's literally li- li- worth two billion yeah. pounds. Yeah. He's literally okay. in the House of Lords, so I think he's sort of probably okay. Gooch, yeah. I just, I just still think that could haunt a man. I really do. I think he's kind of fine. I mean, I think of like, mate, he's got his own hit TV show, and that gave Donald Trump the stance to make it in the platform rather to make it into the White House. True. So thanks. He's for that, got sugar. his, he's got his eye on the PM role. Has he? Well, probably not, but no, I'm just drawing a parallel. Between yeah, he's already, you're already in the Lords. He's... Is there a way to listen to this on 2x speed on <laughs> iTunes? Turn it up, big guy. <laughs> in exciting normie news, <laughs> what, what gets the normies fired up more than anything? Football! Football. It's coming home! <laughs> on your head, son. Unfortunately, it's Square not it. home. Sure as you, does. As <laughs> the determined listener you are, you know... Over how into sport ball I am and you know how not into sport ball the rest of the crew are <laughs> uh, this is soccer so 
eToro have sponsored seven premiership teams. I believe this is uh, stadium advertisement. Would you call them major league football teams? Well, no, because that's not a thing. But they are in... Owned. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who's the top one? Who's the most famous one that they sponsored? Leicester. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur. Mm, fuck off, it's oh Leicester. Oh my god, I sponsored <laughs> Oh my god. You don't support <laughs> Tottenham. You said your dad grew up in East London. Yeah. East London. It's no, it's London. not. Who was six? Pathetic. Right. So uh, it's northeast. Go back to Manchester. I was saying for the well, Doxy. Oh. <laughs> I was saying for the uh, for the American listeners though, they're major sports teams, like real major though. Seven people have been sponsored by it, but on top of that, they have. They're basically paying these teams to start using blockchain technology. This is eToro. They're paying them in Bitcoin. Yeah, uh, to do a number of things. One of them is to combat ticket touting using the blockchain. Ooh, that's smart. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool, isn't it? And the second thing is that they want these teams to start paying transfer fees in cryptocurrency <laughs> uh, between big players. So these what? transfer t- fees have now been getting into ridiculous amounts. So... Uh, a goalkeeper recently broke the record for uh, most expensive goalkeeper transfer, and that was Allison going from Roma to Liverpool, and he went for around sixty million pounds. Why? Yeah. Why is it only around? Is that because of the transfer, like the exchange well, rate? Well, no one knows the exact amount unless you're actually in the club. That was the transaction fees. Oh, what are you saying? It's the transaction fees. It was the ETH gas. <laughs> I'd like to know. So, famously, the Bring most expensive crypto buble, The like most it. expensive footballer in the world was um, Neymar. Neymar going from Barcelona to Paris Saint Germain, paid by the Qatari government. Three thousand Bitcoin. Three thousand Bitcoin. Two hundred twenty million euros. That was last year. World's most expensive player. But think of the transaction fees, like Buble is saying, that you could save sending that money in uh, Ethereum. When when players move clubs, money very uh, rarely actually moves. There's um, there's a P money used to be a semi professional footballer overall. Yeah, something like that. Still is. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite. Um, but um, a clubs basically just work on IOUs. So Manchester United sell a player to Arsenal. Arsenal don't end up paying Manchester United any money. They owe Manchester United 50 million and then Arsenal end up transacting another transaction with another club who owe money, who, who Man U owe money, so Arsenal will end up paying them money. And just How the bloody hell are they going to keep track of that, people? That sounds like the kind Hollywood of shell game that, right that yeah. blockchain could absolutely destroy. Yeah. So. yeah, Brighton and Hove Albion, their CEO said, uh, we're happy to sign this deal because we're exploring blockchain technology. Tottenham said some similar spiel. So you never know. Maybe they could get their normie fans involved in crypto. Mm. Mm. That could be pretty cool. Get Dean down the pub. Oh, there's a lot of Deans, I reckon, who support Tottenham. A whole lot. I just like imagine into the future... And all that drunk people at the pub gambling their Bitcoin. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> on that uh, machine. Tottenham's a good one as well. You've got a few Mr. Goldsteins supporting <laughs> Tottenham Hotspurs. I'll tell you that for free. Woo, lad. W-E-W. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I feel like Ooh. in terms of the ticket touting, I feel like that could be one of those projects that's like, it's on blockchain and the user end user doesn't even know it. So that's, yeah. I feel like that's got potential. Yeah, it certainly could be. And there are services popping up who are doing similar things to this for music. Yeah, I was gigs. about to say, music, they keep kicking off about it. Yeah, there's a load of knobheads trying to get pushed through music and all kinds of stuff. Mm. And they're all going to fail. Hold tight, tight. But I mean, if eToro are literally <laughs> going to pay them to start exploring these ideas, yeah. why the hell not? Yeah. yeah Tottenham have got a new stadium. To Hold tight, eToro, by the way. Oh, yeah. Pushing it down the normies' throats like the YC. Yeah, and also they can't refuse. Yeah, exactly. Loving it. Yeah. Does anyone? I know that we've got a regulation corner this week. We do. Oh, get in there. Bit of regulation chat with our favourite prince. Yeah. From up north. Is this bit really boring. Yeah. No, it's not. It's really informative. I'm going to This is regulation corner <laughs> with <laughs> Newcastle's favourite prince. Is this to do with football? Do with regulation. <laughs> That's why it's called regulation. Do you know what regulation is? Yeah, close enough. <laughs> of financial markets, the regulators. Tell me more. <laughs> crypto pigs. The crypto pigs. <laughs> crypto pig corner. I the like that a lot better. <laughs> the white collared pig. Oink coin kits the crypto pig corner. <laughs> Can you give us a jingle, please, Alcoin, for regulation corner? On the spot. On the spot. Oh, I like oink oink. Yeah, do the uh, noise. 
Can you get a doctor? Nino, Nino! So, regulation corner. The moment you've all been waiting for. So, um... The Geordie <clears throat> Prince has been reading again this week. Uh, he certainly has. What financial journals have you been reading to find this glorious information? Um, so I saw a little something from coindesk.com in the show notes, which was um, very helpful. <laughs> no problem, friend. <laughs> and uh, it, my uh, natural curiosity carried me all the way back over to Forbes magazine. Uh, to the an trail old... led you that deep? It did, it but did, mate. It, you really have gone academic on this one, <laughs> Prince. Bloody hell. Back to the same author that I shilled on last week's show, Caitlin Long, who brought out another sweet article, which you should all go and read, the title of which is Two Things That Don't Mix Well, Bitcoin Rehypothecation and Chain Forks. Are you going to spell that out? If that's not a thriller, I don't know what is Prince. <laughs> so the original story from um, Coindesk was that Bact have confirmed that they won't support margin trading on the platform that they're developing for Bitcoin. Oh no! Which is, which is significant in the sense that that was going to be one of the main ways they engage in rehypothecation, which we talked about last week. Hence, one of the ways that Wall Street can uh, have like a thousand claims to like five hundred Bitcoin or whatever. They can have more claims to Bitcoin than they would have actual physical Bitcoin on the platform uh in other words they'd have uncovered liabilities basically so it's a positive step or some see it as a positive step because it's going to kind of to some degree curtail their ability to just issue paper claims to bitcoins that aren't backed up by the physical coins on the platform however as um the big homie caitlin long points out there are other scenarios in which um they can still engage in rehypothecation. And not only that, there are times when it's going to go really, really badly if they do. For instance, if they've issued one of these paper claims on top of the on top of um assets that are that assets that they have on um stored on platform, let's say, and there's a chain fork, if they if all the claims are fully covered, that that means they're all backed um like one Bitcoin per one claim to the Bitcoin, then it wouldn't really be a problem because whoever has a claim on that coin is also going to receive the additional coin from the fork, like the new coin from the fork. However, it's Wall Street, so they're always issuing more claims than they have assets. So if you have, say, five claims for two Bitcoins, and the chain forks, you're only going to receive two new coins, but you've got five customers that think they're all going to get the addition, the, the new coin from the fork. That's tough, mate. Yeah, it is tough. It really is tough. As I say, you should go and read the article because it was a, a really, really good explanation of this problem, amongst other things. In darker circles, mate, that seems like you're stretching yourself a bit thin and someone is getting their kneecaps removed. <laughs> I mean, we are talking about Wall Street, Ken, so yeah. who knows? Wouldn't put it past them, is all I'm saying, mate. Yeah. My dad can do it if you want. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even sure she's joking, to be honest. <laughs> but there is an upside to this as well, Ken. And it's that... Um, it, it's weird because, obviously, crypto's been having a total nightmare of late, and it's all been very... Um, dark and depressing but the more i read this article the more it kind of illustrated potentially it illustrated all the more to me the benefits that decentralization of a financial system would bring we basically be operating in a environment where these kind of shell games can't happen anymore you can't uh, because the uh, or or you can not that they can't happen, but you can always remove yourself from exposure to that. You can always retain. You can always self custody. You can always retain your own assets, which you, as I've come to realize, read more about the subject, can't really do with fiat. Shy of holding cash, you just can't really do it. If you if you have fiat in a bank, it's it's held there for as long as your government lets you hold it there, or your bank lets you hold it there. You know what I mean? They can go and reclaim it anytime they like. Whereas obviously in crypto, so it was it was a nice reminder of the benefits that crypto actually has to offer to us. And I feel like Caitlin Long sums it up pretty well in the last paragraph of the old article, which I'm going to plagiarize to you right now. Tell me more. 
a famous Geordie Prince quote. <laughs> Definitely, sadly, not a Geordie Prince quote, but a big longy. Yeah, yeah, big longy. Longy. So here we are. In conclusion, Bitcoin rehypothecation and chain forks do not mix well, and the simple reason is that the two systems are fundamentally not compatible. One is decentralized, the other is centralized. One if one is natively digital owned directly and allocated to individuals. The other is natively paper, owned indirectly, commingled at inception, and then rehypothecated. One has a ledger that prevents multiple people from owning the same asset. The other creates multiple owners for the same asset on a systemic level. I'll leave you with a question to ponder. Which is the bigger risk, Wall Street to Bitcoin or Bitcoin to Wall Street? That is the best reaction Caitlin that Caitlin Long's ever had. Yeah. Caitlin Long dropping mic. There Seriously. we go. Would be pretty sweet if. So everyone currently, everyone in crypto is worried that Bact is like the Trojan horse of Wall Street coming into crypto. But I do think there's some chance that it's act, the Trojan horse is actually traveling in the other direction, that and that crypto sick. might literally body Wall Street as we know it. Oh, so buy our bags, you well-dressed bastards. Yeah, serious. <laughs> Please, God. If there's any industry with better hair than my own, it's Wall Street. <laughs> so I'm a little bit envious, to be honest. But I will forgive them as long as they do buy our bags. Yeah. A little birdie has told me that there's trouble in paradise. There's some issues at Bitcoin Cash. And they are... What are your mates up to, yeah, P-Money, Bublé? What are your boys doing? What's going on? Yeah, P-Money. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they're <laughs> so, using something you know a little bit about to fork the chain. Someone you may or may not know. Tell me more. Uh, I probably don't know them. You probably do, Ken. <laughs> I'm trying to throw them off the scent beak. A couple of people that you may or may not know yeah. may or may not be responsible for building the mining pool. Young Laura, if you could please advise on this after the show, uh, just to make sure that everything's safe. Yes. For CoinGeek, um, they have had a disagreement about, yet another disagreement, surprise, surprise, about what direction they want to take the technology in. Um, Serious management issues, it sounds like. Seems like this is a bit centralised <laughs> to me. And... From what I understand, is they want to um, they want to add some additional opcodes to add some functionality for some off-chain processing. Tell me a little bit about what an opcode yeah. is, my so man. Opcodes are essentially giving instructions to the miners on how to treat a transaction. And what what are the different ways they could treat a transaction? Um, so the opcodes themselves are low-level instructions, like um, like machine code. But the ways that they can, the different ways that they could treat a transaction might be to say, only under these circumstances should you release the funds. Okay. Very much in a, in a smart contract kind of a way. Okay. Are they new or have they always been there? So great question, Elcoin. <laughs> Thank you. You're so, welcome. So opcodes were in the original. From what I understand, they were in the original Bitcoin code, but they were switched off. Were they part of his vision? They were part of Satoshi's vision, apparently. Um, but which, which Satoshi? Can you just clear that? that? Real Satoshi or fake? We're not sure. So they were switched off in the sense that um, the software would no longer look for them and, and, and process them. Um, but the reason they were switched off is because that there were worries about adding vulnerabilities to the, to the network because they weren't fully tested. Nobody was using them. They weren't fully tested. So they switched, them, they switched off the processing of the opcodes. Bitcoin Cash wanted to reintroduce them because it was part of the original vision. and Vision in air quotes here by the P money. Yeah, because <laughs> um, we don't know what the original, well, we, we know what the original white paper was, but we don't know who now is, is continuing on that vision. Definitely not Craig Wright. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they were switched, uh, they've been switched back on as part of Bitcoin Cash's fork because they want to take it, they want to add more features to the net, to Bitcoin. Bitcoin core, they they just want to keep Bitcoin pretty much as is. Yeah. Don't change it; it works. That yeah. is what their is their mm. mantra, right? So, so how close is this related to like script or something? Because yes. there was a language on the 
is that what you're saying? These so these codes are that that is script and Bitcoin Cash are just turning script back on on the chain. Is that right? So there's certain functions within effectively within the the scripts that you can turn on and off. Okay. And you need the miners. So there's mining software that then processes the transactions. They need to look at these and honor them. And what they want to do is is basically extend the set of functions that you can apply. Ah, okay. And the the key one that they are uh, arguing arguing is probably a bit too light. Um, <laughs> is they've the, got a blood vendetta over one of them, yeah. Bublé? Which one is it, Someone, fella? Someone's going to die over this. Uh, you or may not, or your dad may or may not be involved. Uh, is the op data sig verify which is apparently oh that is a crazy one it's my favorite it's my favorite claret will be flowing over that one let me tell you uh this one allows the script to validate the signature on arbitrary data using the same ecdc dsa algorithm used to validate the signature on bitcoin transactions that has got me riled up in the studio the old (laughs) noggin jogging so uh can this this opcode effectively allows oracles so it allows Ah, you to that is actually but the plan was to turn them back on as far as i was aware this one is a particular one that might require a fork if like it requires a a large change on the mining software and if people don't if if enough people don't follow that then it will have result in a fork craig wright's come out with a new client do you know what it's called sv bitcoin i think satoshi's vision no yeah what yeah a Hold tight, Craig. I'm starting to like him. Oh, I, I detest him more and more every day. Him and Roger Ver, I, they're, they're two of the worst people on this planet. Cancers Calvin, and society. Calvin Watts' face is pretty bad as well. Yeah. Yeah, but he's. Uh, At least he drives around in speedboats and stuff. Yeah, and he's well, not. So on, do they? They're all on the speedboat with him. He's not like on Twitter telling poor people to stop being poor. I think we need to send Elcoin's dad round to have a little visit. Yeah, yeah, my uncle too. Oh, your uncle's <laughs> in for it as well. So we want all the heavies we've got access to. I feel to like we could just sell, send Alcoin round. He'd be yeah, insane with him first. She'd have a few words. It's time to end the news. I think. I think we've had. All, we've all got a bit too excited there. All got a bit fired up. Let's oh. try and bring it down a bit with Beak's pick of the week. <laughs> Bobbity boo bop pitch the big crypto bizzle. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't get wrecked this week, Ken. Well. We had fun and everyone else got pounded. We broke even. How'd you like that? How'd you like them apples? I love them apples, Mr. Beak. <laughs> tell what? me tell me what pairs you got for me this week. Um, I don't know what that means, but it's weird. Uh, so everything basically got tree based fruit, big guy. ETH got pretty wrecked this week. Bitcoin maybe about break even, um, but most things got pretty pummeled. Tell you what I don't like, and that is rep. Most things, oh, rep. Auger, I uh, think is, if I was going to open a short up for anything at this price, which I wouldn't, it'd probably be rep. Because Auger has been launched like three months now. There's been a lot of good stuff going on. No one uses it, baby. Woo, lad. At the height of the bull market, Auger, with no working product at this point, was valued at $1.1 billion. It's still valued about $220 million-ish. Uh, $204 million. $204 million. They have about 65 daily users. Auger. <laughs> yeah. Of which so you got five are in, this, in this room. Yeah. I well, I want to be one of them, but no one will play with me because there's only other 64 of the jokers <laughs> that are up for gambling with me. So yeah, they were valued at like 3 million each. 3 million a user at the moment. And the coin doesn't do a lot. So I think they're in a lot of trouble. Unless they manage to turn it up, can. They're in big trouble. So I'd be looking to... I mean, I think at this point in the market, I probably wouldn't short them right now. But on the next... Uh, when we get out of the absolute bottom of crypto markets. That's, that's mental though, because I would imagine... I've still got faith that there could be shitloads of people using Augur one day. I'm not saying that the val- the, val- the current valuation is accurate or that you shouldn't short it or go long. You do what you like. <laughs> Thanks for that, Brunch. <laughs> Very insightful. But um, 
Yeah, I think it's a great product. It is I a really good idea. Do. It's just pretty long to get involved with. It's yeah. a bit tricky. And that's, that's, it's one of those things where it's the old telephone problem, as they say. You know, you've yeah. got to have multiple people using it. Yeah. Um, you can't use it on your own, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking to... That's probably my most overpriced crypto. At the, well, yeah, probably. So, moment. Beak's anti-pick of the week. Yeah, I do, for the record. I think the price could increase, but I think in the long run, something major will have to change for Augur to do anything. Yes, P Money. Do you know how they solved the telephone problem? They, they sold, sold them in twos. Yeah, boy. So why yeah. don't they do that on Augur? Because they'd have to give away money because yeah. uh, they don't take so they don't take a cut of anything, so they can't really give promotions. I bet Augur have got a whole stack of them tokens sitting tidy. Yeah. Mm, that's true. But the tokens aren't used to gamble. You gamble with ETH. You only use the tokens to like create markets or things like that. So the token utility is pretty relatively slim as well. So for you to set up your Premier League fantasy, yeah, I had to have bro. I had to have uh, yeah, I had to hold rep the Orga token for that. Right. How much did it cost you to set up your? Not a lot, like. Okay. A, a few dollars right. and it. you're not paying VIG on your bet right well VIG? no you, so you pay VIG is like the you pay a fee VIG is like the fee you pay to the guy who sets it all up right. so in so my what, market so you only pay 0.4% VIG to me which is the cheapest Premier League betting market on August <laughs> there you go that's what I mean if you had your same bet on if you put your same bet on Betfair Betfair would be taking 5% but Betfair have loads of action you can't. Know, uh, or you, the only person you can bet against is me, and I'm not going to lie to you. I'm ripping you. <laughs> if you're trying to bet on Chelsea to win the Premier League, you're going to get ripped on Beaks. You know. Agreed. I would never disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. You think that that speaks to their long-term potential? Uh, yeah. They'll I mean, just how, have to. How long are people on Betfair? Actually, Betfair is a perfect example, really, because there was a day when Betfair set up, and they had literally apparently the first day in Betfair they had like 12 users. The dude that ran it is tells the story it's like we had 12 people using it i still remember all their names blah 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 blah. and i mean it's sort of a similar story they've, they've yeah eaten... but betfair weren't valued at 204 million dollars on that day oh uh, yeah i'm not talking about the valuation yeah. whatever valuation whatever but i just feel like in terms of increased use in the future so betfair basically drank the milkshake of all the bookies by charging five <laughs> percent dirty bastard <laughs> um by charging five percent, which somehow, or you know, and, and yeah, they get, that's they less increased, than the overround. Yeah. So they get, yeah, it's less than the overround, which means you're getting a better deal than betting at a book, bookmaker, yeah. and they gave more functionality in the sense that you can lay a bet yeah. and take a bet. And Augur's kind of a natural extension of that. You can set yeah. up your own market. Not only about, not only is it cheaper than Betfair, because Beak's only ripping you for forty basis points. Um, the legend. But you can also set up. You can set up any bet you like without anyone saying anything about it, which is something you can't do on Betfair. I tell you who I've been nailing, the people betting on cryptocurrency on Augur. You've just put bets up like a month ago, forgotten all about it, and the prices were still there. Mm. I really feel like I've put a number on a few people in the oh, last yeah, couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. And yeah, that's... but the point is that that's only available because there's no liquidity. So the only real reason I'm playing is because... Right, but good deals draw liquidity. Yeah, that's true. But I think they've got a long way to go to be valued at even $204 million. I think if crypto Again. pumps, Augur will pump the same as everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it I'm could not... easily be valued at 400 500 million in a few months if crypto uh, market cap doubles. Yeah. And then I think it's going to be a real comfy short. Again, again, I'm not speaking to the, the valuation of Augur at all. I just mean in terms of use, I could definitely see. I mean, yeah, it, I think it's a good idea. I think it's a pretty cool product in crypto. I, I just really hope it takes off. should be valued at like... 800 chaos on it rather yeah. than 204 billion uh million 100% agree but i really really, really hope it takes off because i feel like we could yeah. ruin all oh we'll bloodbath it yeah. yeah talking of gambling games that have taken off ethroll like 2000 eth volume a day ethroll's doing the business the price isn't even going up they ran a little bad last few days they're basically break even but they're making 20 ETH a day in expected value based on 2,000 ETH volume and 1% edge. So they're mauling it, and they're valued at like under 150th of Augur. Can That's you believe it? mental. Yeah. So yeah, I really like ETHROLL. Not picking them as... Quite a, 
as coin of the week this week because the crypto market's too stupid to see how great it is. Uh, what I am going to do is stick with fun, but let me tell you why, Ken. Tell me everything, Beak. I've got some sources, some sources that are telling me some that, exclusive insider info on Crypto Weekly that Allegedly. the casino is going to be launching between the 22nd of September and the 1st of October. That is not far away, big guy. That is like so. That's when it'll launch, but you'd expect them to announce the launch date any minute now. They, you'd think they'd give it at least a month to announce it. And what we must be on pretty close to the 22nd of August. What's the date? Big today? guy, we're recording on the 22nd of August. So they must be looking... I think they're going to be looking to announce the date pretty soon. And you know when that's announced, it's got to pump. It's going to pump at least 5%. But, yeah, you'd hope a lot more than that. <laughs> <laughs> but I hear you can. That's in this bear market. Tasty little day trade that, mate. Do that every day. Yeah, we'll be lucky to get a 10% pump in this market. <laughs> well, come on, mate. But we're not going to get 10% pump out of anything else. And fun will move with the market as well. If everything pumps, fun will still pump. If everything stays the same and they announce this, fun should pump. So I think I'm a real confident fun holder this week in the beak decks, Ken. I like it. Get that one down, Prince. <laughs> Booked. We'll see how that one performs against the Kendex. 100%, 100% long fun, yeah. 100% short rep. I would tell you <laughs> no, right Not, now, not short rep yet, but I'm just right. one for the backburner. The same as holding ETH roll, one for the backburner. Just saying. Keep your eye on it. Spank chain pumped a couple hundred percent today. Just no, saying. it didn't. Yes, it did. Are you serious? No, it didn't. Yes, I am. Bodied a by couple the Kendex. A couple hundred percent. The price of Spank chain tripled. Big guy, no. when you've got $600 daily volume... <laughs> You know, you can do all kinds of work. Spank Chain did not have $600 daily volume. Get out of here. Getting trolled by Kennedy. Unbelievable. (laughs) JF Kennedy. Losing his ad like JF Kennedy. Right. That's that's the end of the pick of the week from the Beak Daddy, a.k.a. Young Malcolm X. Oh, this is this is excellent. Phenomenal. Alcorn, you stick around. In the building. Normally, this would be the time... When we would whip out the robot. Who's the robot? Oh my god, exactly. it's not all about getting banged, all right, Alcoin. <laughs> Give it a rest for two minutes. I think it's banged by a robot, it's not 2020 already. <laughs> <laughs> what, we're only 18 months away from sex robots? Oh my god, who is that? It's the robot. It's the robot. Buble is keeper of the robot. You cruel, cruel man. <laughs> Keeps him chained down like a gimp. Who gets spanked by a robot? Guilty! <laughs> 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 but anyway, there are no more spots to give away for Beat Cord. No! Holy Christ, <laughs> holy Christ. I had to apologise to all the headphone users. I feel yeah, like I they'll all have been screaming at the same time, apart from our lucky Beat Cord. That's true. Oh, yeah. That's true. And from now on, new patrons will not get the chance to enter the illustrious Beat Cord will probably be throwing out invites to Diet Beat Cord at all times. Uh, regularly, so to speak. Is this R.I.P. the robot? This the is robot's not sticking the around, robot. don't you worry. This yeah, is not no. R.I.P. the robot. We've got He's a bigger bigger role for him to play. Mm. Good, sir. Unlucky boobly. You've so, got, you got to keep him <laughs> around. Nervous, no. There will always be spots available for Diet Beat Cord for $50 a month patron users. But from now on, when you sign up for a $50 tier... You will get yourself a t-shirt, which means we will require people to give me their, or give us, rather, their home addresses, or a P.O. box. And their sizes, double XL, And your t-shirt size. And every single week, we will be giving away a different design of the Crypto Weekly You're going to knock up a new design every week. No, I'm not going to knock up a new design every single week, but I will probably contact the winner and say, which design would you like? Okay. There'll be some human contact here, mate. We're not going to be in a completely trustless society. (laughs) Not yet. Not Not yet, Ken. Not just yet. Decentralised postage. Oh, that is tasty. Let's get that on the Postage on the blockchain. That would be pretty good. You know, mate. Robots, maybe? Future. From now on, you can support the show by wearing your sweet Crypto Weekly t-shirts. Oh, that would be so lit. We're going to have a full range of merch. It's going to be absolutely glorious. Uh, And with that, we're going to bring the show to a close. Obviously, now there's even more incentive to head on over to patreon.com slash crypto weekly. I'll get the new benefits written up in the different tiers. (laughs) Look forward to reading that, Ken. It'll all be great. 
I have been your host, Crypto Ken. That's at Crypto Ken Can on Twitter. We've been joined with new guest and possibly regular member of the panel, <laughs> Lcoin. Have you got any Twitters you want to shill? No, I'm in enough trouble already. Thanks. She's in enough trouble already. <laughs> Dr. P Money on the sounds. Is this going to sound good by the end? Um, um, How much work uh, you got here, mate? Non-committal from P Money. Yeah. Um, let me know how it sounds. At Dr. P Money on Twitter. Bitcoin Buble, Canada's finest crypto trader. Yeah, with sorry, the smoothest sorry the robot voice. Robot couldn't join us this week, but he'll be back he in around. force he next week. Around. Oh, yeah, no, come, yeah. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Whisper. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At uh, Bitcoin underscore Buble on Twitter. Yeah. Mr. Prince. Hello. Have you had a nice time tonight? I've had a great time. Ken. I've enjoyed spending time with you, Mr. Prince. Tell me a bit <laughs> about your social footprint. Um, well, if you would like to, can you can follow me on Twitter. I already do, big guy. Oh, well, yeah, that's right. I do know that. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, for those who don't, you can follow me at HRHJDP. How do we spell that? <laughs> you spell it in the following way. At HRHGEORDIEP. Many thanks. The upbeat crypto beak. See ya. Give me a Twitter, mate. At crypto underscore beak. I hope this was more positive for you, Dad. Oh, hold tight, Ken's dad. The big man. Crypto Mattel. Hold tight, Ken's dad. Crypto Mattel. Or is it Crypto Hasbro? I can't remember who makes the Kendall. No. Right, I always mind. thought it was Hasbro. See you later, Could be Hasbro, but yeah, thank you. I meant your dad was Crypto Hasbro. Yes, I don't know who Hasbro. makes that. This is Elcoin, aka Shrill Mitchell, tapping out of the beautiful Crypto Weekly with my favourite murder of crows. Love big, make money, fuck the government, don't be a mug, bound for the reload. Peace! <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely amazing. <laughs> this has been episode 27 of Crypto Weekly. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>